0: Let's do that hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of Dauber Prospects Radio from the draft 2022 NHL entry draft recap from round one. At the end of the first round of the draft, that I watched with my buddy Cam Robinson from Elite Prospects, formerly of Dauber Prospects. He gave me a couple of quick minutes and uh, we chatted about. Some of the, uh, the more prominent names, uh, a lot of the same names that you're hearing on some of these interviews, because I think those are the most, the most fantasy relevant ones and most interesting prospects to, uh, to learn about. So uh, Cam gives me his thoughts on Shane Wright and him falling to fourth, and where he thinks his uh, season will be next year, and the fantasy upside there, as well as Simon Nemich and Yuri Slavkovsky, with a little bit of bonus talking Kevin Korczynski at the end of this interview. So let's just cut right to it and let's get a couple of minutes in with Cam Robinson. All right, so back at the draft, round one just wrapped up. I'm with uh, Elite Prospects' Cam Robinson, former Dauber Prospects boy. Cam, that was uh, an eventful draft to say the least, eh? Yeah, uh,
1: we've been to a few together now, and I think that was the most exciting first three or four picks we've ever been around.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just good to be back at the draft, and it did not uh, disappoint. So Shane Wright falls from, from first to fourth, and my initial thought on that was takes the pressure off him to jump straight into the NHL as the number one overall pick. Um, i like to hear what you think about where his development path would go. Do we call this after nine games, or do you see him going back to junior?
1: Uh, I think that you know we have a we have a bit of a roadmap with Matty Beniers getting drafted early there to the Kraken last year and going back to school. Um, that made a lot of sense for him. I could see Shane Wright being being back in Kingston next year too. I think you're absolutely right that he's going to get an opportunity, so he's going to show up. He'll get his nine games, and we'll see how it goes. If I'm betting, I think he's in the NHL next year and he's playing in a bottom six role. And like you said, it does take the pressure off a little bit, and also he gets to hang out with Ronnie Francis now and pick his brain. And you can't ask
0: for a better person to mimic your style of play if you're Shane Wright. Ron Francis right all right so we were talking uh a lot about Shane Wright before the draft and his upside and all working kind of on the assumption that it would be in Montreal system now that we know where he is he's going to Seattle do you think that moves the needle on his fantasy value one way or the other
1: yeah probably the wrong way um but we'll see, right? Seattle, they are slowly building. I know there is word that they're going to start to spend some of that draft capital that they or uh, cap that they have uh, to start to buy some players here that maybe up their offense. Uh, but, you know, if it was Shane Wright landing in Montreal, then you could probably imagine him getting some time with some of their top-end wingers that they have in that system, too. So um, I don't think it's going to move the needle too, too much, but I'd say it's
0: slightly down fantasy in the short term. All right. Slavkowski going well, obviously, to Montreal. Puts him on the fast track. Mm-hmm to the NHL. You see him playing uh, on the wing with the Blue Blanc uh, Rouge next season and being fantasy relevant. Uh,
1: probably not fantasy relevant, no. Um, unless you're in a really deep pool. Mm-hmm. I do expect that there's a good chance that he does start in the NHL. Most first overall picks, do. it's very rare that we don't see it. You know, on Power last year, obviously, EJ... Fifteen years before that, right. um, so I do expect he's, he's going to get a good long look. And, you know, six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. He's physically mature. Uh, he's played pro hockey already, so it wouldn't shock me in the least if he's there. Um, but I wouldn't be blown away if, if they decided to send him somewhere else, maybe back to Finland, maybe maybe the AHL for a minute. We'll see. Right? He's he's still a project despite going number one. I think there's still a lot, a wide range of outcomes for how he's going to turn out. And I think they have to be careful with how they develop him.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it's been it's been a few years now since the the first overall pick that's jumped into the NHL uh, hit the ground running and had like a sixty or eighty point season. They've they've all kind of struggled. So you don't think that that trend's going to change this year? Probably right, but at least he can throw up some peripheral stats.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as the big body guy, he should be out there banging a little bit. um But you know, they're going to want him to be a scorer, right? They're going to want him to be an offensive player. They're not, they're not bringing him in. They already got Joel Armia. They don't need another Joel Armia. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, like they said, they got to be very careful how they handle this kid, and they, they need to put him in spots to succeed.
0: All right, last one for you. Anyone else you think fantasy relevant year one coming out of the first round of tonight's draft?
1: I don't. This is one of those classes where, you know, there maybe there's a surprise out there. Uh, maybe, you know, like yeah. Chicago just paid a boatload for Kevin Korczynski. He's a big guy. He's got a lot of offense. Maybe they're like, hey, let's roam to the Wolves and get him out there on PP2 right away. I, <laughs> I would be very, very surprised by that. But no, I don't think outside of pick one and four uh, that we're seeing anybody really obvious jumping into the league. And no one that does surprise us will be uh, making
0: a big impact. All right. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, buddy.